Hello, hello everyone and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.com. The ride of the week, we will talk more about it later, is the 2022 new Elantra. You can check it out over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk more about them later. Tonight, we will discuss some of the biggest, five of them actually, storylines as we head into the NFL draft, which is nine days away. So that is right, we've made it. It's no longer double digits until the NFL draft. We have reached single digits, just like most of the Cowboys cornerback jerseys. So we're nine days away. We gotta be excited about that. So we'll buy or sell some of the big storylines floating around social media, floating around Cowboys Nation. We'll get to the bottom of it and we'll share some opinions about it for sure. Welcome into the show. As always, make sure that you hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Thomas says, after the drafts, there will be players left and right. I agree with it. Uh, and not only undrafted free agents, but also maybe some veterans that can come in at a cheap price and compete for depth positions or maybe surprisingly, as it has happened before, some bigger roles than expected, some bargain free agents, which is what the Cowboys philosophy for team building has been for a while now. Whether you like it or not, that's how the Cowboys are going to build teams. Now, here's a crazy thought. Just to begin the show, before we get into the storylines, they actually have fared quite well to build a team exclu exclusively through the NFL draft and not doing so through the, the free agency process basically at all. So maybe you can make that argument for them. Uh, John says Dallas needs offensive line starters. Now, John, that is the perfect segue to the first storyline that we will buy or sell. So here we go. Let's get this one started right, right away. Buy or sell. It's offensive line or die in the first round at 24th. Are you buying or selling that it's a must position to address for the Cowboys with the 24th overall pick? Because there are some out there in Cowboys Nation, and I respect it that are all in on going with an offensive lineman. So buy, are you buying or selling? Let me know your answers in the chat while you do so. And before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Elantra. And the craziest part about this car is the price, which starts at only $21,990. I said that right. I'm not, I'm not misreading this price tag right here. $21,990 as the new 2022 Elantra, which comes with a capacity of 33 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 43 in the highway. It comes with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, game-changing features, and really, my life 
before and after using Apple CarPlay has completely changed. I can tell you that. Yeah, it comes with a backup camera and lane keeping assist. You can check that out over at FreemanHyundai.com. Family-owned business, over 65 years, uh, great customer service, and a wide range of new and used vehicles. That's, again, FreemanHyundai.com. Let's see some of your answers. Buy or sell Cowboys at 24, it's offensive line or die. Let's see. Sugar Daddy Williams <laughs> says, yes, offensive line. Toxic Tom says, sell. Uh, John goes with buying. Someone here, uh, Eminem Fernandez is selling. Michael goes with buying. Juan Fernandez with buy. So, hey, pretty much it feels like 50-50. Joe, who watches primetime every night, to him, it's 3 a.m. because he's on Italy. He says buying 100%. I will tell you what. I will side with Samuel, with Lumen over here. Tommy also, I will, I will sell with you guys. Because listen, right now, I would tell you offensive line is the most likely outcome for the Cowboys at 24th overall. Because I truly believe that. I think if you asked me to predict who is going to be the pick, I would say that it will, it will come down to Sion Johnson from Boston College and Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Those would be my most likely scenarios for the Cowboys. But man, let me tell you, there are multiple scenarios in which I could see the Cowboys passing on these guys. If they have Traylon Burks higher on their draft board, I don't think that the need for an offensive guard is going to be strong enough for the Cowboys to pass on who they believe is a better player. Now, we don't know who they believe to be the better prospect between, for example, Burks and Sion Johnson, just to give you an example. But I don't think that offensive line is that big of a need. It is the biggest need for the Cowboys, but it's not that big that you're going to just blindly take the prospect because he's the biggest need. Uh, I think they will stick with best player available. And I think that's the smartest thing to do. Now, here it goes. And this was pointed out by Bob Storm from The Athletic. I think it also plays into this conversation how Mike McCarthy has addressed the offensive line position before, specifically when he was in Green Bay. Because let me read you some names here. And these were pointed out by Bob Sturm from The Athletic, who is a must-follow, by the way. David Bakhtiari. You guys definitely know this name. One of the top tackles in the league. He was drafted at 109 overall. TJ Lang. You also know this name pretty well. Drafted at 109. Corey Linsley. NFL starter for a long time. 161. And J.C. Treader, the center that Cowboys Nation might be daydreaming about from time to time, 122. McCarthy in Green Bay had a long history of finding hidden gems at offensive line late in the NFL draft process. And last year, he kind of got a little bit of that with the Cowboys after uh, the draft. Not last year, excuse me, two years ago when they signed undrafted free agent Terrence Steele and then started him basically right away when he got the chance, right, with the injuries. So I think that 
if the Cowboys are in a position in which it comes down to Traylon Burks or offensive line, you know, I think they're going to go with the best player available. Toxic Tom Down his burner account says Mike McCarthy found those or his general manager. I would say that we would be fooling ourselves if we thought that McCarthy didn't have a strong voice with those picks. That's just me, maybe, but knowing McCarthy, McCarthy is a coach that comes from a deep offensive background and a deep offensive line kind of background. His understanding of offensive line, at least from a coaching standpoint, and, and we have heard about, for example, uh, JTO Sullivan from the QB School talk about this. I, I think McCarthy would have a voice in drafting this, uh, or at least, okay, here goes. Not necessarily McCarthy himself is scouting these offensive linemen, but I don't think it's like, I would say that during his regime, you could see some trends. And that includes targeting tight ends late in the NFL, in the NFL draft. And that also includes targeting quarterbacks late in the NFL draft when he was over at Green Bay. I think Tom's comments are valid on the scouts and the general manager maybe being the leaders on that front when it comes to scouting and draft prospects and all of that. But I would say that McCarthy would at least play a role into that because it's his regime, whether you like, whether you, uh, like to give him credit or not. I would say so. Walk around head coach Will McClay does the heavy lifting, says Michael. But it's a joint effort. Listen, listen, it, it's got to be a joint effort. Front office the front office has its responsibilities. The scouts have their responsibilities, but it's all tied together. And I believe your coaches, and this comes from former coaches, former general managers, former scouts. We have heard them talk about team building over and over again. Sometimes even the conversation is the coach asks you for a player and the scouts go find them. This might not be as as clear with first round prospects because there you're really just looking for the best players available. But I think it's even clearer late in the NFL draft process. For example, Nashawn Wright. We know that he was a Dan Queen kind of pick. We know that Taco Charlton was a Rod Marinelli type of pick. So it's all tied together. So I'm selling this storyline in short. Uh, I will say that the Cowboys are likely to pick an offensive guard, but I would say that it's not a done deal, and I don't think that it's offensive line or die for the Cowboys at 24th. So I'm selling on this first storyline. Tommy, shout out to Tommy, because he's shouting out uh, my guy, Isaac Alarcón, will be a gem as soon as he has his opportunity at guard, though not at tackle, which is where he played last year. Man, I... I don't think there's a single player that I'm rooting for uh, harder to make the roster in 2022 than the great Isaac, as Dak Prescott nicknamed him in 2020. Mexican offensive lineman from the best program in football in Mexico. You guys know he's my guy. I'm really rooting for him. But anyways, moving on to the number two storyline. And this might not really be the 
second biggest storyline for Cowboys Nation as we head into the NFL draft. But it's one that I like. I'm not going uh, to lie to you. Buying or selling. Day three in the NFL draft will feature a kicker. Thomas says he played tackle in college, right, Mo? Yes, sir. He was left tackle for the Borregos Monterrey team, which is basically the Rams, right? Multiple-time national champion, the great Isaac. Buy or sell, day three will feature a kicker. Dane Brugler, in his latest and final seven-round mock draft, he had the Cowboys taking a kicker with the fifth round of with their with their first fifth round pick actually Cade York from LSU and this is why I wanted to include this storyline in tonight's show because we have strong feelings Craig goes with buying and then Michael pulled out all of the exclamation points by saying sell Tommy went with hard sell all caps <laughs> Selling day three says Gregory. John goes with uh, a buy. Go Monterey Tech says Dario. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm actually from his uh you know from his college, but a different campus. Yeah, sometimes I forget about their incompetence. Tom says Tommy915. Big says I do hope they do draft a kicker. Jason says bye. Lumen goes with Dicker the kicker. I'm buying. And I'm flipping, you know, Tommy's 915 answer. And I'm not going hard sell. I'm going with a hard buy. Unless another team bids them to it, I am betting on the Cowboys to take a kicker at some point in the draft. Obviously in day three. They're not going to spend a day two pick uh, on a kicker. Even them would not be that crazy and i honestly would like the idea of drafting a kicker we went over this not that long ago on prime time but you might not be okay with drafting a kicker because it's not commonplace the bengals did it last year everyone hated on them everyone dunked on them the memes were flying and then money mac became a playoff legend as a rookie as he helped paved the way for the Bengals to, to the Super Bowl where they lost to the, to the LA Rams. But I will tell you what, you can be okay with it, but only if, excuse me, you cannot be okay with it, you can be against drafting a kicker, but only if you are aware that there is basically no other option for an upgrade. Right now, the Cowboys have Chris Nagar on their roster. He was the second kicker with the most guaranteed money in last year's class, only after even McPherson, who was drafted, the only kicker that was drafted. So Chris Nagar has some potential. There was a bidding war for him last year. Uh, four teams were involved in it. The Cowboys actually reached out to the SMU prospect when Greg Sorline was injured so there's some potential there yet there's not a lot of experience if you want an upgrade you're not going to find it in free agency and it's not like you're going to trade for a kicker around the league 
because there are so few kickers that I would find it hard to believe that some team is going to let their starter go for what would be little compensation because it's not like you're going to pay top draft pick for a kicker. So you can be against signing against drafting a kicker in this NFL draft, but you need to be aware that there are not a lot of other options to upgrade. Look at the free agents that are available right now. And the guys that you will find will include Michael Bagley, who is a kicker with the third most misses since 2020. Jason Renfro says, buy because we need a kicker. That is right. A rookie kicker wouldn't be an upgrade anyway, Mo, says Sami915. But at least you would have, I believe, a very strong competition with guys with upside as opposed to the guys that you will find in free agency that maybe won't be an upgrade either, but instead of upside, they have plenty of downside. I'm all for drafting a kicker. Plus, the Cowboys have four fifth-round picks. We'll get to the trade uh, storylines in a moment here on the show. But it's not like, you know, the Cowboys have had any sort of success recently in the fifth round. I truly wouldn't mind taking a kicker. Dane Brugler uh, mocked Kate York from LSU to the Cowboys with their first fifth rounder of the year. So be on the lookout for that. I am hard buying on this one storyline. But anyways, moving on to the next one, uh, to the next storyline, we will go with the Cowboys will make a significant trade up at some point in the draft. Significant is the key word here, because if you trade up from, say, 88 to 87 in the third round, I don't think that's a significant trade up. Buy or sell, the Cowboys will make a significant trade-up at some point. Someone asked about this earlier on the show, but I couldn't get to the question soon enough. Someone asked, is this a rumor? Is it not a rumor? Do you guys think that the Cowboys could actually be involved in a major move in day two or even day one of the NFL draft? Or heck, even day three. Like, do you think the Cowboys could actually package all of these fifth rounders to climb up into the fourth round or something like that? Uh, let's see. Gregory goes with yes. Tom Downey's burner account says hard sell. Charlene Evans, hard sells. Uh, John even says in the first round, I'm hard selling on this one, guys. I am. Thomas providing some pretty necessary perspective, though, when it comes to this conversation. It depends on who the player is. I think that's pretty much very fair. Changing my prediction, we move up to number five. This is Robbie Chick. Hey, that way you could take uh, Cal Hamilton, who I know some people in this uh, show love and want to see him wear the star. Ryan says, sell, it would cost too much draft capital. It really would. I, I think that the Cowboys do not have a lot of value right now to offer to NFL teams. We shouted out Bob Sturm earlier on the show. And also in that same mailback article, he outlined 
the value of the Cowboys pick according to that famous chart. I don't know if you have, if you guys have seen that one, but there is a famous chart that was made by someone uh, based on a very analytical approach. And I don't, I don't think it's Jimmy Johnson's chart. I think it's a more uh, modern one in which they assign value to each draft pick. And most of the Cowboys value comes from their 24th overall pick. And that makes sense because it's not like last year when the Cowboys were near the bottom of the league, right? They had a top 10 pick in the first round, for example. Now it's different. Now you're over there at 24th, uh, 56th, and 88th. Not a great spot. Plus, you don't have forward rounders. I think it would cost way too much to move up. And I also don't think that the Cowboys believe the board is going to be super wiped out to the point in which they feel like they need to move up. I think that they know that worst case scenario, one of the guards will be there or one of the wide receivers should be there. Even say a defensive tackle or a linebacker could be there and the Cowboys could just go there and, and, and take a defensive player. And now Thomas says, I bet they trade up before they move up. Well, you know what? That's actually the next storyline. That's actually the next one. Everyone wants, wants to trade down. So what do you guys think? Buy or sell? The Cowboys will trade down from the 24th overall pick. <laughs> Ryan, say, <laughs> Ryan says, nine friggin' days till the draft. I'm downing 50 garlic parmesan wings that night <laughs> what's your go-to nfl draft food that's a good question garlic parmesan wings so underrated but you guys know where i stand uh on this topic if you guys have been watching prime time for a while if it's not boneless wings you need to catch up because it's already 22 2022 <laughs> so I know some people will cancel me for that take, but I don't care. Bring it on. If you're eating regular wings, you're just posing. <laughs> it's like not using a fork to eat like regular food. If you're, of course, eating uh, food that should be eaten with chopsticks, for example, sushi, then go for it, of course. But boneless are the way to go. Hard buy if the situation is juicy, says Big. Uh, sell, I think, will trade up instead of down, says Jason. No way, says Robert. <laughs> oh, Mo, so wrong. Yeah, you can cancel me for my foot take, but I do think uh, boneless are the way to go. <laughs> they will. Stupid to trade down, says John. Toxic Tom goes with sell. I'm selling. Big says, my mom, it's regular wings, Mo. You're going to have to see me. <laughs> Lemon pepper boneless wings. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man, I enjoy going down these random tangents when we're trying to keep it, uh, when we're trying to stick with sports, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm selling. I don't think that the Cowboys trade down from 24th. And it relates to what we just talked about with a potential trade-up. 
I think that there are going to be enough players there for the Cowboys to be willing to make the pick at 24th. Because I, for one, I'm a believer that unless you're trading one or two spots back like the Cowboys did last year, if the guy you want is there, you're going to have to take him. You're not going to trade back five spots because you think Zion Johnson is going to be there at 29th. To, to give you an example, you're not going to do that. Last year, it was different because you had a team trading up to take a wide receiver. You knew what their intentions were. Then you knew that the next team maybe was going to take a quarterback. And you knew, worst case scenario, Michael Parsons is still going to be there at 12th overall. That's a different scenario. But when you're trading back several spots, you know that Zion Johnson might not be there. And I'm just using Zion Johnson as an example. It could be any player. But the Cowboys are not, and NFL teams are not thinking about this like we are from the outside going, oh, I would be fine with Johnson or Green. No, they like one of these players better. And they better like him better for a very specific reason, right? So I'm selling because I think the Cowboys are not going to be on a spot in which the board is wiped out. I don't think that is going to happen. Because that's the other scenario in which I could, uh, I think trading down also makes sense. Specifically because you might not get a lot in return to trade back from 24th. So you need to trade down for a poor enough value so that it makes sense to the other team that it's also trading up. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, what's worse, Jerry salting his McGriddle? <laughs> Or Mo preferring boneless wings. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it's definitely Jerry salting his Mac Riddle. I, I think it's a non-question, to be honest. <laughs> boneless wings or chicken nuggets. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kenneth Fraser says, sorry I'm late. Was very busy. Do not worry, Kenneth. You pretty much missed a boneless versus regular wings debate here on primetime. Michael says 105.3 to fan in Dallas is hearing that they like green over Zion. Man, it's a very difficult call to make. One day I wake up feeling better about Zion Johnson, and then the next day I will wake up better than um, about Kenny on green. Here's one thing that after dealing with years of Connor Williams, will probably persuade Cowboys Nation to like Sion Johnson better. One of Green's biggest weaknesses was the discipline side of things. He was penalized constantly. I don't mean off the field discipline. I mean on the field black kind of uh, discipline. That might play a role into some of Cowboys Nation's feelings, I would say. But they're both beasts and they're both starting NFL guards from day one. And both are pretty versatile, which is also something that you need to love. Big brings up a good point as well. I hope that they like Green over Sion only because if Tyron gets hurt, he can play left tackle. And we know historically the Cowboys front office has put a lot of weight on how 
much of a position flex you can provide to the team. So there's that. And also, Zion Johnson did play as a tackle sometime, right? Like he had, let me see if I can find it real quick on Dane Brugler's draft guide that I have right here, opened up, always ready to go. Zion Johnson played 13 games at left tackle. Kenyon Green actually played uh, one game at left tackle, two games at right tackle. So Zion Johnson has more games under his belt at left tackle than Kenyon Green. Something to maybe consider. Pretty crazy that he had so many games like that, right? I'm actually surprised. Well, the whole 2020 season, is that's the reason. So, whew, tough call for the Cowboys. But anyways... Before we get out of here, one more storyline that we need to uh, address before moving on is will the Cowboys actually throw a curveball at us and end up taking a defensive player at 24th? And actually, we had a perfect segue into that here with Jason saying, Mauricio, if Korlaftis is there at 24, do you take him? And it's a good question. Because Ryan is also bringing up another player. It's going to be hard to pass on a Kobe Dean if he's sitting there at 24th. Because here's the thing. It's very possible that both of them are available. You have some mocks dropping the Kobe Dean into the second round. You have some mocks dropping uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah into the second round. Jordan Davis might be there. Devontae Wyatt might be there. We talked about these two guys last night. Are you buying or selling that the Cowboys will shock the nation by picking a defender at 24th? Kenneth goes with no. Also, John says no. Todd says, I got a Cowboys taking a wide receiver or defensive player at 24th. This one is interesting from Todd because he is... Basically saying that the Cowboys are not going to address the, the offensive line, even if Green or, or Johnson are there. Could be. They could surprise us like that. <laughs> Please, Mo, no more Cowboy curveballs this offseason. Follow the board. Are you guys buying or selling? If it's the right cornerback, if the right cornerback drops, I could see it, says Robert. Uh O-line first round, secondary second round. They did their homework on Jordan Davis's thought. Uh, you can find a starting left guard by defender in the first. By defender in the first, the O-line class is deep. Uh, I will sell. I will sell on this one too. And I'm realizing that I'm selling on most of these storylines. I don't see it. I think that the most likely pick, and I know that I'm not being uh, original, and I know this is not a hot take at all, but you don't follow primetime for, for hot takes. I think that offensive line and wide receiver is what it's going to come down to when the Cowboys are on the clock at 24th. But if the Cowboys do take a defensive player, I will say this. I will be surprised if it's for a linebacker. I think it would be uh, Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt or maybe even a cornerback, like some have mentioned, if the right one falls, which doesn't really seem likely. 
It, it really doesn't at this point. Not yet in our hands, says Sugar Daddy Williams, hashtag BPA. But even taking that into consideration, I would say the most likely BPA to be there at that moment is likely to be an offensive lineman. That's just my uh, take right now. I would take Davis over every offensive player, even Burks, and I absolutely love Burks, says Tommy915. It depends on how high you are on Davis. Like, I'm high on Davis, but I also have my questions about Jordan Davis. Dame Brugler, we talked about this last night, actually has Devontae Wyatt ranked as the top defensive tackle of the class instead of Davis, who he has at 24th. Now, that's, of course, the Cowboys pick, but it's also not like a steal value kind of pick. That's what I love about picking 24th. Things are messy. <laughs> and there are a lot of options. And I think the only way the Cowboys Nation would be disappointed would be if they do take a player that we have not talked a lot about, uh, like Bernard Raymond. And that's not even being against Raymond. He's a good tackle that could be a guard right away. But it would be like a weird change-up after spending months and months talking about some of these key players. Tommy, I did get a haircut yesterday. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Shout out to Tommy. Uh, thank you, thank you. But anyways, guys, let's get out of here. I'm on my way to the stadium. I'm going to be on my way to the stadium because pro football is back in Mexico. Trent Richardson will play with the Caudillas of Chihuahua, which is where I'm from. I will see you guys tomorrow night. Make sure that you hit the like button, share the stream. If you're, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let me know, uh, of course. Share the show, and hey, let your friends know. That's what I meant. Let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you to Lumen, Kenneth, John, Nicholas, Toxic, all of you guys for tuning in every night. See you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Here goes in Spanish. A las 8 de la noche en ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Gracias.